Hey, 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 it's Layla, your mom friend. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode all about overcoming first trimester sicknesses. If this is your first episode, then welcome to Learning to Mom podcast. And if not, then welcome back. But my name is Layla and I'm the host of this podcast where we talk about all things pregnancy and birth for first-time moms. That way you can feel empowered, educated, and informed to make the right decisions for you and your family. If you want to learn more about the Learning to Mom podcast, who I am, hear why I started it, kind of get the whole schmeal, then I encourage you to check out episode zero. It's called Introduction, Welcome to Learning to Mom podcast. It's a really short episode, but it gives you some great insight into why this podcast exists and who it serves. And it just kind of lays some groundwork as to how this podcast is set up. But anyway, enough about all the introduction stuff. This episode is all about first trimester sicknesses um, and how to overcome them. Okay, first things first, depending on where you are in your pregnancy, you may not be experiencing any of these signs and symptoms yet, just because it typically doesn't hit until you're about six weeks along. And then for your information, by eight weeks pregnant, 90% of women experience symptoms. So if you haven't quite hit that eight-week mark, I wouldn't really say that you're in the clear yet, unfortunately. Now, some women experience some of these signs and symptoms like right away. That's how they know that they're pregnant. It's like, oh, my boobs are sore or, oh, I just threw up. Um, I'm going to go take a pregnancy test. And that's how they find out that they're pregnant. And other women, honestly, they might never even experience any of these signs and symptoms. They might go the entire pregnancy, never (laughs) feeling any of these, which I'm kind of jealous of. Um, But for the majority of us, we are struggling in the first trimester. Now, I actually think first trimester is the hardest trimester to get through because one, these signs and symptoms are really tough. We'll get into that though. But two, most, you're typically hiding per se your pregnancy in the first trimester so you're just having to come up with all these excuses as to why you're not drinking to why you went to bed at 7 p.m last night when you're at your in-laws for the weekend and why you threw up in the trash can because you smelled your co-workers tuna sandwich first trimester is really, <laughs> it's just like really hard because you're dealing with all of these and having to make excuses of it and just like cover it up and it's really exhausting um that's why today's episode will be chatting about the most common first trimester signs and symptoms which are morning sickness fatigue breast tenderness frequent urination there's mood swings uh food cravings and aversions and acne so if you can combat these symptoms and just not feel like you're dying these first 12 weeks, you'll be okay. I guess my goal here in this episode is just to make first trimester a little easier on you. Now, the first symptom that we'll chat about today is morning sickness. And the first thing that I want to mention about morning sickness, in case you are not aware of this, I was not aware of this um, until I went through it. Is that morning sickness is not just in the mornings, unlike what media and movies have led us to believe. Um, each pregnancy is different and each woman is different. So some of us may experience morning sickness only in the mornings. Some of us may experience it all day. Others only at night. Some of us may be inconsistent, etc. 
So for me, I threw up consistently every single morning and night from about week six to the beginning of second trimester. It wasn't like I got a notification on my little baby tracking app that I was in the second trimester and boom, all these signs and symptoms went away. But I was fortunate that I did start feeling better in the second trimester and fairly like close to the beginning of it. I don't really think that I had it any worse than the average woman. I was pretty fortunate that it was never inside of working hours. So basically from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day, like I was safe. It was outside of those hours that I was pretty nauseous and throwing up. Well, I guess I was still nauseous in those working hours, but I wasn't throwing up. I would throw up like when I woke up and before I went to bed. Um, Now, I do remember losing a few pounds and being pretty concerned about it just because I couldn't keep anything down, which really wasn't fun because like that's how much I threw up was that I lost weight. And we'll talk about that more on more so later on and what my doctor said, but um, spark note version, she was basically like, don't worry about it. You'll gain, you'll gain it all back in the second trimester. This is pretty common. Um, so moving on to just sharing a few tips and tricks that I learned to help was one, get out of bed slowly. You don't want to just jump out of bed or like jump to stand up when you're sitting on the couch or anything. You want to give yourself time to adjust slowly. That will help tremendously. The second thing is to eat smaller, more frequent meals throughout the day. So instead of having like large staple meals, you want to eat more like snacky quantities of food. But I will say, even though these are snack quantities, make sure that they are meal quality. Oh, I like that. I might just like... I think I might make a carousel post of that. That was kind of clever. Um, (laughs) So make sure that you're uh, just eating your veggies, your fruits, your healthy fats, your protein. Some nutrition is better than zero nutrition. Keep that in mind because many times in the first trimester, we just, we feel so sick that it's hard to eat anything. So don't feel like you, you know, if that's you, don't feel like you have to have all this like gourmet, amazing, super super healthy stuff. Sometimes it's better just to eat calories than zero calories. So do what you can and give yourself grace. Um, I will say, or I guess sharing some science behind why it's helpful to have these smaller meals is because having smaller meals helps prevent your stomach from becoming too full or too empty. An empty stomach, stomach can make nausea even worse. That's why a lot of times like you'll vomit and it's like a yellow bile, especially in the morning when you first wake up, it's, it's just your stomach contents or your, whatever you serve, your spot. Yeah. Whatever your, yeah, it's just like this yellow bile. Um, so you want to start the day with like a cracker right before you get out of bed or a little granola bar or something. And that makes a really big difference as well. Now, here are a few foods that are typically more tolerable for women in the first trimester that can help with just having something in your stomach that hopefully still sounds appealing to you. Uh, Blueberries, nuts and seeds, cheese, yogurt, oats, and bananas. Those are just a few. I hope that's helpful, helpful to you and perhaps you can find some one or a few of those foods that don't sound disgusting right now. And the next thing that I want to say is that it's so much easier said than done. And that's to avoid triggering smells because obviously triggering smells is going to make you throw up. 
I had such a strong aversion to chicken that is pretty much was the only thing that lasted my entire pregnancy that did not leave in the second trimester when my morning sickness did. Um, so if I smelled chicken, if I looked at chicken, uh, I would throw up. That was not fun. Um, I remember like throwing up in the car once, um, because we smelled chicken or like, I don't know. It was just <laughs> annoying because it's such a, it's such a staple normal food that it's kind of hard to avoid. So when I say avoid triggering smells, you know, that's just do your best. That will help though. Um, also stay hydrated. You should be doing this anyway because you're pregnant obviously, but it also helps with nausea. And a pro tip with this is to drink ginger tea because ginger actually has natural anti-nausea properties. You also want to drink stuff like Gatorade, um, although that has a lot of sugar in it. So you may want to watch that, but just stuff with electrolytes since you're losing electrolytes when you throw up. And then the last thing that I want to say about what could help with morning sickness is that there are medications and supplements that you can take to help with morning sickness. So talk to your doctor about it. Don't go into this whole comparison game. Don't be like, well, I mean, I'm really struggling, but I didn't have it as bad as my sister, so it's probably fine, and I'm just being overdramatic. No, like if this is getting in the way of your day-to-day duties, if this, if you feel like you're having a really hard time, don't compare it to anybody else's pregnancy. If you want extra help and support, then go seek it. Go talk to your doctor and hopefully they can come up with a solution uh, that would help you and one that you feel good about. The next symptom that we, that I want to chat about today, because it's, well, this is actually even more common than the morning sickness one. So perhaps I should have started with this earlier, but it's fatigue. And it's so wild to me that we're so exhausted in the first trimester. Because like you'd think that you would be the most exhausted when the baby is big, when the baby is like what it looks like when it comes out of you, you know, it's wild when you have, when you're holding the baby, when you deliver it and you're like, oh my gosh, that was just in me 30 seconds ago. That's so weird. So you would think that that's when you're exhausted is when the baby gets to that size, but you're really the most exhausted in first trimester which again is so frustrating because you're not really telling anyone yet, but you're absolutely wiped out. So honestly, the first trimester exhaustion was really hard for me to get through. I mean, seriously, this was my typical day during the first trimester. Wake up, throw up, work until five or six, eat a dinner, throw up before bed and be asleep by seven. Like I was, I was exhausted. Um, I mean, it makes, it makes sense though. Your body is literally creating a baby from nothing. Well, from sperm and egg, and it's doing a lot of work. And that's, it's the stuff that happens very, very early on that are the building blocks of the baby. So I guess here's the thing about fatigue though. Um, I'm not really going to share some tips and tricks to get over it because it's not something that you need to overcome or that you need to just get through. Your body is exhausted because it's doing so much work. It's forming eyes and ears and organs and absolutely everything. Like you yourself are exhausted and you need to honor that because your body is just telling you like, Hey, I need rest. I need a break. This is really, really hard work. Um, I, I need to sleep. So instead of telling 
so I guess instead of me telling you like all these tips and tricks for overcoming fatigue, here are just some tools for you to better equip your body and give your body the best rest that it can. That way your body is more effective when it gets, when it gets rest. One, get at least seven hours a night. I know it's hard again, easier said than done, but you are tired because your body is telling you that you need to rest. So honor that aim for seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Listen to your body's signals for rest during the day and take short naps if needed. Uh, Two, delegate tasks. I just want to encourage you. I know that so many of us today are just busy people and we love to be involved in a thousand things at once. And we love to be like the busy worker bee, you know, and be in charge of everything and be the one that's doing everything, calling all the shots and organizing everything and the one who's people always reach out to to ask for help. But here's the thing. In first trimester, you do not have the bandwidth and you do not have the energy for that. So start delegating tasks. There is absolutely no shame in delegating tasks and asking for help. I know you'll probably feel like you look silly uh, because no one would even know that you're pregnant yet. But seriously, do not take on any more projects at work than you have to. Don't volunteer for stuff. Don't overcommit to social stuff. Instead, just lean on your partner, your family, your friends for support with like with the household chores, uh, with errands or any of the other responsibility. It's really all about conserving energy. And if you are spending time on things that do not matter, then you're going to be more exhausted, not only during the day, but at night. You're going to be too exhausted to sleep really well. And it's just like a cycle, a never ending cycle. Three, back to nutrition eat a balanced diet, drink water, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. I feel like that. I feel like I just needed to say that, but we all know that. Okay, real fast, just interrupting myself here to make sure that you're aware of the awesome giveaway that we're doing in honor of the Learning to Mom podcast launching. Make sure you listen to this episode all the way through for the details at the very end. Okay, now back to the first trimester signs and symptoms. Let me see. And the next common symptom in first trimester is breast tenderness. This is the one that a lot of women are like, oh, I'm pregnant. I must be pregnant. My boobs are tender. And they go take a pregnancy test and sure enough that they're pregnant. I cannot relate, (laughs) at least with the first pregnancy. Um, I don't think my boobs were ever tender. They never changed throughout the entire pregnancy. People are like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, my boobs changed so much. I had pregnant boobs. No, mine were itty bitty the whole time until I started breastfeeding and then they changed. But um, pregnancy, they didn't get any bigger. So because I don't have any personal advice here, I did some research uh, because I couldn't leave you guys hanging. And here's what I found. So according to a forum on whattoexpect.com, many women found a lot of relief when they would put a cold compress on their boobs, uh, either just when they were laying down or like, I guess, stuffing it in their bra um, as you do chores around the house and stuff. Um, so the cold compress helped a lot. Other things that I read on this forum that worked for other moms included wearing a more supportive bra. So moms particularly were raving about the Kindred Bravely French Terry Racerback Nursing Sleep Bra. But don't worry, I know that's a mouthful. I linked it in the show notes below below for you because I got you back. 
And then the second thing is that moms were saying about breast tenderness is if you're a stomach sleeper, it's still safe to sleep on your stomach uh, basically until you have a baby bump so that you know. Um, but if you're a stomach sleeper and you're in first trimester, your boobs are tender, put a pillow going long ways, so like up and down between your breasts when you sleep so you're not sleeping on them. That will help. Okay. The next symptom is frequent urination. And I do have bad news for you, mom friends. Having to pee a lot is pretty much a staple in pregnancy during the entire pregnancy. But I guess the reasons differ. Because like in the first trimester, it's because of all the hormone changes. And then by the time the third trimester comes around, it's because the baby is sitting on top of your bladder and putting all that pressure on your bladder and you just have to pee all the time. So here are some quick tips here for this one. One, limit your caffeine intake so you pee less. Two, when you are on the toilet, lean forward so that you are emptying your bladder all the way. And then three, practice Kegel exercises. Now, this won't necessarily limit your need for frequent urination, but by strengthening your pelvic floor, you won't pee yourself so often. And that's a big win. <laughs> if you have done that yet, um, you know, it can be tough. So uh, sometimes in pregnancy specifically, like sneeze, you'll pee a little bit. If you cough, you might pee a little bit if you're laughing really hard. Or even if you really have to pee and you're trying to hold it in as bad as you can and like you're right in front of the toilet or something. And I will say I do, I am chatting with a pelvic floor therapist. Um, when is that? Let me look as I'm chatting. Cause that's coming up in a few episodes, pelvic floor. Okay. October 23rd, the episode that I recorded with a pelvic floor therapist will be on and she talks about frequent urination. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. So that way you do not miss that episode. Now, the next symptom of first trimester pregnancy that we're talking about today is mood swings. This one, it's a little bit close to home. Um, I was really moody, but honestly, perhaps this was just that I was like mentally not in a good place since if you listen to episode zero, um, introduction, welcome to learning to mom podcast episode. I just never dreamed of being a mom and we weren't even engaged yet at the time and blah, 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 blah. So I struggled mentally during my pregnancy. Like that's no secret. So it might've just been due to, due to the hormonal mood swings, but I also think it was me just coming to the reality that I was going to be a mom when I didn't want to be. The hormonal shifts definitely did not help those mood swings. So poor Matthew, he, um, he was a saint. He is a saint. I love him. But here are some tips and tricks for handling mood swings in a healthier way. You really want to follow everything you've heard about increasing your mental health or bettering your mental health. Like make sure you get plenty of sleep, take a break during the day to relax, get regular physical activity, eat well, spend quality time with loved ones, get outside, do meditation or prayer. Uh, this is what helped me a lot. I prayed a lot and that, that did help. So we are almost to the end of the list for this episode talking about first trimester signs and symptoms, but what what leads me to this is this next one which is food cravings and aversions this was one of the most common questions that I got during pregnancy perhaps you're already getting this as well but like everyone and their mother would ask me oh what weird food cravings do you have and I was so bummed 
that I didn't have any. A lot of women crave pickles or chocolate or ice or mustard, like the list goes on and on. I did crave sweet stuff, but honestly, I don't think I craved it really any more than I normally do. I just have a bit of a sweet tooth. So I was really bummed. Like I, you know, you just think, oh, when I'm pregnant, I can have a fun, a fun food craving that might be disgusting to everyone else, but it's going to really smack. It's really going to hit home. And I never had that. I read an article on innermountainhealthcare.org and they suggest, this is so ridiculous. I'm going to say that before I read it off, but this is what they say. One of the best ways to head to heat off pregnancy cravings is to make sure you have a well-balanced. Okay. I'm not, I can't read to make sure that you have well-balanced meals throughout the day eat breakfast, get regular physical activity, and make sure you have a lot of emotional support. This is the part that's absolutely silly. When cravings hit you hard, distract yourself, go for a walk, play a game, visit a friend. If that's just not working, you can help satisfy yourself by paying attention to what your body is telling you and finding an alternative. If you still find yourself hankering for ice cream, have a little. Moderation is the key to a healthy diet during pregnancy. And I'm just going to say it since we're all thinking it. Whoever wrote this must have never been pregnant before. Probably have never even been around a pregnant woman because all of those things are so much easier said than done. Like if you start to have a craving, go on a walk or find an alternative. Like, okay, I'm sorry, but this chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream that I'm craving yogurt is not going to be, is not going to do the trick. (laughs) So, um, I will say from one mom friend to another mom friend, you, um, like first trimester is really, really hard, especially if you are experiencing morning sickness and nausea all day, and you're just trying to find food that doesn't make your morning sickness worse because sometimes we have such strong food aversions to all food that the thought of it would make you throw up. So if there's a food that you are really craving and it's one of the the few foods that you can eat that doesn't give you the, doesn't give you nausea, eat it. Like I'm not saying go eat a pint of ice cream every day, but also like I don't know. Just give yourself grace and it's going to be okay. Now, as far as food aversions go, I had this one, as I mentioned, I couldn't have chicken and this lasted the entire pregnancy. Like I said, six in 10 pregnant women will experience food aversions during pregnancy more than half. Then here are some tips for overcoming food aversions. And this totally just depends on what it is. You can cover it up, throw it in a mixed bowl with like different spices, throw it in a smoothie, and that can work, but it totally depends, right? Like my chicken aversion, I wasn't going to put that in a smoothie, but I could have tried changing the texture or the way it's prepared. So like instead of eating it grilled, perhaps I could have tried it fried or baked, for example. I never did because my aversion was so strong. The idea of chicken would make me throw up. I mean, it was horrible. (laughs) so but depending on what it is and especially if it's like really good for you if you really really need it then you could try either doing covering it up or like changing the texture or the way that it's prepared 
So last thing I am bringing us home, the last common first trimester symptom is acne. With all of these hormonal changes going on, pregnancy acne is so, so common. It's one of those things like no one is looking or caring about besides you. But when you're the one who's experiencing it, you think that it's the most embarrassing thing in the world. Another thing that makes pregnancy acne really difficult, I think, to experience it is like you've heard, you'll hear the media talk about like the celebrity has a pregnancy glow or you see, you know, social media influencers who are just glowing in pregnancy. Now, reminder, social media is fake. So they probably don't look like that in real life. But this whole idea of like the pregnancy glow and then you're over here with cystic hormonal acne, it's really tough. And I just want to say that I see that and, or I see you feeling that way and it's okay to feel that way. Um, there are few things that I, that can help. Unfortunately, it's not like you're breaking out because you haven't found the right skincare. Like it's due to hormonal changes and shifts in your body. And that's what makes it difficult because you can try five, seven different skincare regimens and they might not make a difference. Um, because it's your hormonal changes. It's nothing that's like having to do with your skin like, you know, on your skin or your, the skin bacteria, or it's not because you haven't swapped your laundry detergent or anything like that. You just kind of have to write it out, which really, really, really stinks. I mean, there's a few things like having a better diet and having more water in a day can help. Um, it can actually help significantly, but that's so much easier said than done when you're in the first trimester. Like eating a well-balanced diet can be really, really difficult when you are nauseous all the time and having food aversions to everything. So that's just one of the most common first trimester symptoms is acne, but I would encourage you to try to eat as best as you can and drink a ton of water. That will help. And also just know that no one cares about your skin. No one's looking at it as much as you are. Hopefully that helps too. Um, Now that we chatted about the most common first trimester symptoms and how to overcome them, I did want to make a note about weight gain and weight loss because as I mentioned, I actually lost weight in the first, in the first trimester, but I want you to know that not all women do. So if you're staying the same weight or if you're gaining weight, that's normal and that's okay too. As I have said, each pregnancy, each woman, each baby is different. We're going to be impacted different ways. Like just because I lost weight this pregnancy doesn't mean that I'm going to do that on subsequent pregnancies and vice versa. It also doesn't, it's not like a good thing to be losing weight. You know, that's, if that's what you're trying to do here in your first trimester, then you do need to talk to your doctor and get a better relationship with food and get a better relationship with your body. Let's be real. As a general rule, most women do gain uh, two to five pounds in the first trimester. Now, you will gain a lot more than that in your second and your third trimesters most likely, but it's just because you feel so horrible in the first trimester like and food is so hard, so you don't gain that much compared to the other trimesters. I was really concerned about losing weight in that first trimester. I was just concerned like, I don't think I'm eating enough to care for this baby. I don't think I'm eating enough to care for my body that's making a baby. And the doctor just told me like, don't worry. It's all going to be fine. Just eat what you can when you can. Uh, Pretty soon you'll be gaining plenty of weight. And she was white. White. She was right. (laughs) 
on this note of weight gain, how much weight you should gain overall in pregnancy really does depend on you yourself and your health prior to conception. So that is a conversation that you should have with your doctor because each woman is different. I don't want to say you should gain like X amount of pounds in your whole trimester because that that might not be applicable. Every woman has different health needs um, and we are at different levels. And just because you weigh a certain amount doesn't mean that you are more healthy or less healthy to someone else that weighs a different amount than you. Um, So talk to your doctor about it and they can give you a better idea of what would be a good ballpark for you to be in um, as far as weight gain in pregnancy. But there are quite a few other symptoms that we didn't do a deep dive on in today's episode, but I did want to make you aware of them just so that you know what to expect um, and just like what's normal. So there's constipation, there's increased sense of smell, which is kind of linked to food aversions. There's dizziness and lightheadedness, increased heart rate, headaches, increased vaginal discharge, nasal congestion and nosebleeds, insomnia, back aches, digestive issues, increased saliva production, and changes in libido. So that quick list um, just kind of gives you an idea of what may be coming up, but it doesn't mean that you're going to experience any of them or some of them or a few of them. But I hope this episode helped and just gave you some good tips for how you can overcome some of these common side effects or symptoms of of first trimester pro tip for you take a little diary log of like how you're feeling and all the symptoms well all the symptoms and like how you feel not only how you feel that day but also like how often that way you can talk to your doctor about it because I think so many times we think oh I'm probably not experiencing it like any more than the average person or anyone no more than anyone else and then we suffer in silence and we tell the doctor that it's not a big deal but you might actually really be struggling much more than other women and you wouldn't know unless you keep a log of all your symptoms and bring it up to your doctor. I'm really, really hoping for you that if you chose to listen to this episode because you are in fact experiencing some of these signs and symptoms already, that they go away when you enter the second trimester. Just make sure that you are resting, uh, staying hydrated, you're eating what you can, but also just give yourself some grace. And as your mom friend, Let me encourage you that if you're craving a huge Dairy Queen blizzard, go get you one or you're craving peanut butter on top of pickles. Go ahead, give you my blessing, eat up. (laughs) Remember that this will all pass. You won't feel like this forever and it really, really will be all worth it when you have your baby in your arms. I promise. Hey, super fast in honor of the Learning to Mom podcast launching, I'm doing a super fun giveaway for you to win a pregnancy pillow and maternity leggings. Here's how you enter to win. Follow the Learning to Mom's Instagram account, which is learningtomom.podcast. <laughs> See, Milo wants you to win it too. And post a screenshot to your story of you listening to one of these first four episodes. Make sure you tag me so I can see it. The giveaway ends this Sunday night, September 24th, 2023 at 11.59 p.m. Eastern.